you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. This is Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, we appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for being here today. We certainly, certainly appreciate your support. For the show, your family, friends, and relatives, make sure you give a recommendation there on the iTunes. We certainly appreciate it. You can go give it five stars. And if not, just send me hate mail and tell me why it doesn't deserve five stars. Something like that. Don't send me hate mail. That's not nice. Anyway, guys, you know the drill. Go to YouTube.com, forward says Chris Voss. Hit the bell notification button. Uh, go to Goodreads.com, forward says Chris Voss. See everything we're reading and reviewing over there. Uh, also, go to all of our groups, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you sign up for LinkedIn, man, and follow me over there. We have a 132,000-member uh, group over there. And then we also have a newsletter that just kills it over there. Like every day, it's getting thousands of views, and uh, people love that thing. Plus, it goes right to their email. It's pretty cool that way. We have an amazing author on the show, and he does many things we're going to be talking to him about. He's the author, I believe, his latest book, January 26, 2021, which was my birthday. I wish I could go back to my birthday. (laughs) Well, hold on. Not in 2021, because that was the middle of COVID, huh? He is the author of the book called Septemics. I hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Hierarchies of human phenomena, analysis, prediction, and management of human affairs. He's with the show with us today. Jim Marshall is on with us. He is a Bachelor of Science. He is a polymathic intellectual whose areas of expertise include psychology, physiology, theology, parapsychology, science, engineering, mathematics, law, literature, history, metaphysics, military science, political science, physical culture, organization, education, and music. You may be one of the smartest people we've had on the show, Jim, according to your bio. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for coming on, man. We certainly appreciate it. Congratulations on the book. And how many books do you have, by the way? Just this one. First one there. That's always a good start. That's what I'm, I'm still working on my second one. So yeah, that's a good way to go. So give us your dot coms, your plugs, or people can find you on the interwebs. Okay. Well, the best thing to do is just go to my website, which is septemics.com. That's S-E-P-T-E-M-I-C-S.com. There, there you go. There and you I can, probably, go ahead. I'm sorry. From there, you can find everything else where to find the book. And it's got a massive amount of data about septemics. There you go. So what are septemics? Because I need to know, too, myself. Okay, well, first of all, I just want to back up a little bit. You said that one of my subjects was physiology. That's actually not correct. It's philosophy. Oh, philosophy? Did I read that wrong? Oh, I'm sorry. I went to public school. My bad. Right. Okay, so (laughs) septemics is a philosophical science based on the fact that many phenomena related to human beings occur in a sequence of seven levels. Literally, the word septemics means of or pertaining to seven. Hmm. Septemics comprises a collection of scales or sequences, each of which breaks down 
various human phenomena into a hierarchy of seven steps. Mm-hmm. There are 35 such scales which span the spectrum of human experience. And what I mean by that is there is no situation that a human being is going to encounter that will not be benefited by one or more of these scales. Oh, wow. So there's the spectrum of human experience. Okay. So 35 scales. That's pretty interesting. And, and is this, and, and you mentioned that this Isaac Asimov had written some of about this, or is that, I'm just going off of your Amazon page here. No, he just, he just made a comment long ago. If you, if you ever read the the famous foundation trilogy, which was Mm -hmm. written, I think about 60 years ago, and it, he predicted a future, a distant future, in which there was a science of mind that could enable people to predict with specificity. And my comment is that this book is a down payment on his promise. Okay. So this in book using... enables, enables, you, Go ahead. enables you to analyze human phenomena to such an extent that you can predict what a person is going to do. Mm-hmm. Wow. At the and 25 scale apply primarily to individuals and 11 scales, which apply primarily to groups. Mm-hmm. So do you want to give us some examples of, of, of the, of, of some of those scales? Uh, are they named or do they, do they have some sort of function? Oh, sure. 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 But let me just, before I get into that, let me just say, each of these 35 scales provides the user with an infallible way of determining the salutariness or beneficialness of any group individual activity. If the group individual activity moves persons or groups up these scales, it's beneficial or positive. If it moves them down, it's detrimental or negative. Moreover, just finding out what level you, another person, or some group is at is by itself enlightening and beneficial. Finally, once you know the actual level of a person or group, you can improve that person or group by moving them up one level at a time. All of these advantages represent major steps forward for society. Mm-hmm. Each of these scales is an axis against which to evaluate human behavior. Combined, mm-hmm. they empower one to understand, predict, and manage human affairs to a degree hitherto unattainable by most. Mm-hmm. And and how did septemics come about? Did, are you the creator of this term, or has yes. it been used in science before? Okay. Well, so, yes. Uh, okay. I, actually, uh, I did invent the word septemics, but then I found out in my research that somebody else had used it before in a completely different context. Oh, so wow. that meaning has nothing to do with the meaning I'm mm-hmm. giving it. But to answer your question... I was a born polymath. Mm-hmm. I was shocked at the age of 10 to find out that some kids didn't like school. <laughs> I loved school. Mm-hmm. And I loved learning and I loved studying. And this propelled me forward. I was motivated to learn every legitimate subject that's taught in every university. Mm-hmm. And that is how I became a polymath. I didn't know the word back then, but even as a kid, that's what I was. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not just that I was good in math and physics and chemistry. I was also, also good in English and Latin and 
anything else. I loved to study and I loved to learn. I was a very good student. The most important thing I learned was how to study, which made it possible for me to master pretty much any subject that I wanted to. So I have a hard science background, went to engineering school, and I realized by the time I graduated with my bachelor's degree, two things. One, that I pretty much knew everything that the mainstream had to offer. Mm -hmm. And two, that I wanted to engineer the human psyche. Mm. So I became eventually a human development engineer and had a very long and successful career helping people on a one-on-one basis. Mm -hmm. Talking about hundreds of people and they were extremely happy with my work. I really did it in a very engineering way. I got predictable results. Now, Mm -hmm. as I was doing this, I observed after a while that my clients would improve in ways that were predictable to me. In other Mm -hmm. words, they were moving up scales as a result of the work I did. So Mm -hmm. I started making notes, started writing these scales down. And I wound up with a whole bunch of scales, all of which I knew were correct because I, I saw them work right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Now, in, I had one scale in particular that had six items in it that I knew absolutely was correct. However, in 1995, I discovered that that scale had a seventh level. Mm. When I inserted that seventh level into the scale... It was actually in the middle of the scale. The scale clicked in mathematically. And then I knew I was observing natural law. Mm. So I said, I wonder if these other scales that I had of various numbers are also actually seven level scales. There's only one of the 30 some odd scales that I had actually had seven levels. So I inspected them. And because I knew what I was looking for, I was able to find out quite quickly the missing levels on all these other scales. And in a matter of months, I had about 32 seven-level scales. Now, as I did this, I observed a mathematical presence in these scales. They fit together in a mathematical and scientific way. So then I knew I was into something really big, bigger than what I was looking for. In other words, this data just fell out in front of me. And because of my polymathic background, I was able to observe what it was. So first I had to discover the phenomena, which I did, as I just explained. Then I, had, I thought, well, I can, I can construct a revolutionary practical philosophy from this, which I did. And then I published it in the the work that you referenced at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Now, I worked on this book for 25 years. Wow. And the reason for for that is there are 35 scales, each of which has seven levels. That's 245 different levels, each of which had to be carefully verified. Because as an engineer, my mandate is to create things that work to get results. And I started, uh, the first version of the book, I started sending out to associates of mine, colleagues of mine, right from the very beginning, 
1996, when the first versions were revealed, people were blown away by this book. Blown away. And we're talking about people, not only people with graduate degrees, then I started showing it to my clients and my students and just people I knew in general. Every single person who read this book was blown away by it. So it was not my intention to create a new subject. Mm-hmm. But I realized after I get into it that this is a new subject. I had discovered something that nobody else had discovered. And from it, I had constructed this revolutionary technology, you might call it, this practical philosophy. And then I had the, the duty to express this in a way that would be usable, accessible to not only professors and academics and intellectuals, but to the general public. Mm-hmm. That was a high bar to, to cover because this is an 86,000-word book, and I had to go through every single word, not only the words of all the 35 skills, but the whole book to mm-hmm. select carefully the right word so that anybody who can read English reasonably well would be able to understand this. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of work. Also, then, as I wrote the book, I uh, have a glossary, not only one for every chapter, but even one for the introduction, which is the oh, wow. section of the book, which explains mm-hmm. how, this, how this philosophical science is structured and fits together. This book is for anyone who can read English and wants to improve himself or his life or the people around him. And I've watched the results of this book for 25 years, and I know that it works. Hmm? 25 years is plenty of time to get results and see how it helps people of all types. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, of course, you have to be willing to read a book. You have to be willing to study the book. You have to be willing to make an effort to use the material. But that's true for anything. Yeah. It's not going to happen by magic. Definitely. But but I can tell you that everybody who reads this book basically has a mind-blowing experience because this is this is revolutionary information. Now, mm-hmm. there are people who have bits and pieces of this. I knew that some time ago, and I say that in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the overall subject, the framework of it, that there is this septemic phenomenon and that there are 35 skills that I have verified. There may be other skills that I haven't verified or or that I don't know about yet, but you really don't need any more skills because these skills, each one is unique, meaning Mm -hmm. you can't tell anything about scale A by studying scale B or scale C by studying scale D. And in order to have a subject that would span the spectrum of human experience, you're going to have to have skills that are dramatically different from one another. This Mm -hmm. is not... 35 versions of the same thing. Mm-hmm. So you asked me earlier about telling you about some of the skills. Would you like me to tell you the names? Yes, of the please. Skills? Give us some teasers. I mean, you can't, okay. of course, people need to buy the book to find out okay. all the stuff, but yeah, please okay. tease some I'm just going to read the names of the skills. Okay, these are the individual skills. Mm-hmm. The scale of basic purposes, the scale of personal influence, the scale of choice, the scale of permeation, the scale of thought, the scale of identity, the scale of evaluation, the scale of motivation, the scale of control, the scale of stopping, the scale of scholarship, the scale of literacy, the scale of human ability, the scale of memory, 
the scale of spiritual identity, the scale of mental deletion, the scale of aberration, the scale of physical fitness, the scale of justification, the scale of belief, the scale of equanimity, the scale of attack, the scale of conflict, the scale of reaction. And these are the group scales, the scale of relationships, the scale of life spheres, the scale of government, the scale of civilization, the scale of survival, the scale of management, the scale of exchange, the scale of communication, the scale of allegiance, the scale of sexuality, and the scale of politics. Oh, wow. Now, that, that seems to cover quite a bit of gambit of human nature and behavior and things that everyone needs to develop. And it does, and I'll tell you why. Most of these scales are what I call specific scales, meaning you can take the scale and apply it to many different things. Let's say you have the scale of permeation. Okay, permeation is the basic ability of a spiritual being. When two people are deeply in love, they're permeating one another completely. When two people hate one another, they're not permeating one another at all. And obviously, there's a spectrum in there. Now, a lot of people don't even know about this idea of permeation, but it undercuts everything. It undercuts love. It undercuts hate. It undercuts ability. For example, you could say that Monet, the great painter, was had a very high permeation in the field of painting. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that one scale alone tells you a lot. Now, you can look at that and say, how am I permeating my spouse? How am I permeating my children? How am I permeating my boss, my pastor, my mother, you see? So you could use that to analyze your whole life, just that one scale. And mm-hmm. then you could take another one of these scales and do the same thing again. And so it gives you a very clear ability to understand who you are, where you are, and the same thing about other people. For example, I can tell you with specificity the basic purpose of every president of the United States going as far back as Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Hmm. Now, the reason it only goes that far back is before Roosevelt, there really was not a lot of clear information that would allow you to evaluate a president. After Roosevelt, he was, he was on the radio all the time. So you had, oh. going forward then into TV, you had a lot of information to observe yeah. people. Now, there are certain presidents even before Roosevelt that I know their basic purpose, like Abe Lincoln, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, because I studied those people. Okay, I studied them well and carefully. And if you study a situation or a person, you will be able to analyze it if you understand these scales. And that gives you a tremendous advantage over everyone else because you know what's going on and nobody else does. Oh, wow. I mean, that makes all the difference in the world. So uh, do you still work with clients and stuff that uh, you, you teach or counsel on these scales? No, I've kind of faded, phased that out in recent years mm-hmm. because the work that I do with my clients, it led me into this subject. And I realized this was big and I had to give it to the people of Earth. So I spent a tremendous amount of time writing the book in a way that would facilitate benefit for anyone who studies the book. So I kind of phased out my my client work, and now I'm just trying to get the book into as many hands as possible. And I can tell you this. Any person who comprehends and applies this book, 
will have an impact on society. I know mm. this from experience and observation because he will not only use it to help himself, he will use it to help his wife, his kids, mm. his partners, his parents, whoever he's around. He's going to use it. It's like, mm. it's just like, it's, it's a type of intellectual wealth. You know, if I gave you a 20 pound turkey, you wouldn't eat the whole thing. You would share it with other people around, right? Depends on how good that turkey is. No, I'm just kidding. That's how this book is. So I know that this book on a grassroots level will make an impact on society. Now, I can tell you, if this book proliferates, and I think it will eventually, Mm -hmm. it will definitely move society forward. That is how much power is in this. We can definitely use it. Average people, average people, a knowledge about the world around them and all of human phenomena so that they will be able to advance and get other people to advance. So this is extremely broad in the sense that it covers everything and it covers everyone. And the only people who are not going to benefit from this are people who don't read English or people who don't want to improve themselves. You know, there are people who are destructive. Yes. They're not interested in helping people. They're interested in destroying people, like mm-hmm. Hitler and Paul Pot. Mm-hmm. There are people who are more in, are determined to sabotage themselves. I'm sure you've seen these people. It's a yeah. lot of people. One way or another, they destroy themselves with drugs or alcohol or by jumping off a bridge. Or One way or another, these people destroy themselves. Those people... If you try to help them, you are opposing their basic purpose. Okay? Yeah. So those people are not going to be helped by this book or anything else. It mm-hmm. is a established fact in the mental health community that sociopaths and psychopaths do not benefit from therapy. They might sit through it. They might shake, you know, nod their heads, but they're not going to benefit from it because they're, they're not there to improve themselves. Now, most of those people will never read this book. And even if Mm -hmm. they do read it, they won't get it. And even if they do get it, their purposes are not aligned with the purpose of this book, which is to help people. Mm -hmm. You know, like all these criminals in governments all over the world, they Mm -hmm. do not want people knowing what's going on. They want to keep them stupid. (laughs) And if you look at the education system, you'll see they are succeeding at that. Definitely. For example, if the people of Germany had this book in 1933, Hitler would never have come to power because uh-huh. they would have seen that he was a subversive, a destructive person. Mm-hmm. He's analyzed clearly in this book as a historical example. And now he would have gotten some votes. You know who would have voted for him? Psychopaths, sociopaths, crazy people, criminals, or corrupt people. They would have voted for him. But that's not enough to get elected. It's not enough to get 30% of the vote, pardon me, 37% of the vote, which is what his party got in 1933, which led him to power eventually. So Mm -hmm. that, you know, so giving people this book is forewarning them and forearming them against not only what they should be doing, but what they shouldn't be doing. Not only tells them who they should pay attention to, but who they should avoid. For example, when I was young, I didn't have this information, and I was associated with some people who did a lot of harm to me because Mm. I didn't know the signs. I didn't know what I was looking for. Most people have that happen to them. 
That's how mm. evil people get elected and come to mm. power. And Most people who have this book are not going to make that mistake if they study the book. Mm-hmm. Well, that's definitely helpful. I, I like, you know, I, listening to all the different uh, terms and levels that you put there, it looks like, you know, you, you've put it all into a very nice package that's very easy to understand and understand the scales of it. Because, like, a lot of people try and attack those those things individually on their own and don't understand their interconnectivity. Do I have that right? Like, you know, you're like, well, I'm going to work on exercising. Yes. And 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 they don't and you know they just do that and they don't they don't understand the interconnectivity of the scales which is which is what I I, I understand or I think I understand how you've outlined here right mm-hmm. right and let me explain, explain something one of the major problems that decent people have I'm not talking about crazy people and evil people regular mm-hmm. people which is the majority of people good people okay one of the problems they have is they'll have a situation but they don't know how to fix it. This book solves that problem. One of the axioms of this subject is that you cannot skip a level. Now, sometimes you might go through a level easily or quickly, and so it might seem you skipped a level, but that is only an appearance. Hmm. You never skip a level. So when you find yourself on any particular scale, in any given context, at a particular level, you then are able to improve yourself one level up and then you are at a higher level and then from there you can improve up one level from there but when you find a correct level you know where where you will go to if you succeed and where you will get to if you fail Mm -hmm. and I watch this all the time people who crash and collapse they Mm -hmm. tumble down all of these scales Mm. It does seem to, you know, when so you fail, this, uh, this, when you fail or go through this a cathartic solves, moment, it does seem like you go down through some scales. Right. I think mm-hmm. you need a traumatic moment, right? You can't lose 100 pounds, mm-hmm. but you can lose one pound 100 times. Oh. It's gradients. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've been involved in pedagogy my entire life, one way or another. And I have learned the key is gradients. Now, good teachers know this. Good teachers know, like a good math teacher knows how to take a student through algebra from knowing nothing step by step. And by the end of the term, he knows algebra. Okay? Mm-hmm. Bad students don't do this. And bad teachers don't do this. People have to proceed by gradients. And every one of these scales gives you the proper gradients. And when you study each scale, you will see where you went down and how you can get back up or what you should do next. Because if you find the level you are at, most of the time, and I'm talking about more than 90% of the time, you will be able to move up one level. Now, Mm -hmm. if you try to ignore that and jump up several levels, you're going to fail. It can't be done. That is part of the power of this. It solves the gradient problem that everybody in the world seems to need. You know, that is one of the problems. Sometimes, if sometimes, it, uh, you know, everything is built on a foundation, and then a house is, you know, framed 
and then built up from there. There's a, there's a, there's a whole process or, or levels to building something like a house or anything in life, really. And so I, I like how you put this in a format where it, it meets that and explains it because, yeah, there are times where you try and jump ahead of personal development and you end up skipping a few things and you're like, I don't, I think, yeah, this isn't working because I've skipped something clearly. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And also another thing is, a person could be high in one scale and low on another scale. For example, mm-hmm. on the scale of human ability, Einstein was at the highest level, which is genius. In his field, mm-hmm. he was a genius. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to switch over to the scale of basic purposes, he was not at the top of that scale. Okay? He was at maybe level either three or two. He certainly wasn't at one. Now, I would have to make a study of the man in order to give you correct analysis but I can tell just from what I know, he was not at the top of that scale. Now, at the top of the scale of basic purposes, you find people like Jesus of Nazareth, Gautama, who founded Buddhism, Yogananda, the famous guru, Mother Teresa. Those people are at the highest level of purpose, which is the purpose to transcend. That is the mm-hmm. highest level. Uh, Gandhi is another person who is at that level. But, but nobody that I have ever seen is at or near the top of every scale. Hmm. Okay. Now, and at the end of the book, I actually went through three actual people who I knew personally and did a complete septemic analysis of that person. I didn't name them. I didn't even give the gender, but I went through all 35 scales and stated with specificity where the person was on each scale. And so by the time you read that, you get a complete breakdown in this person's personality. Now, anyone can do this. Anyone can take this book and analyze somebody and see where the person is on every scale. And that tells you a lot. Uh, it, It gives you a context. For example, if you take Olympic athlete on the scale of physical fitness, he's probably at level two, which is athletic. Okay. But if you go to the scale of scholarship, he's probably going to be closer to the bottom. So this tells you really who you want around you and who you don't. You know, if somebody is, for example, in in my business, I could analyze people. Even before I had the word septemics or even before the book was written, I could look at a person. I could say, well, you know, this person has this going for him, but he has this other thing that's really not good, and so I'm mm-hmm. not going to use him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's a mistake a lot of people make. Yeah, you know, I I, I read about this uh, recently. You know, you've you need to be careful about the people you surround yourself. There's some people that say, "What is that old adage that gets kicked around a lot?" I'm not sure if it's true, but it gets kicked around a lot. You are the sum of the five friends you have, or the four people you have, and you're the fifth. But the people you keep around you is the sum of who you are. And if you have very low quality people around you, you're probably going to have some issues. Is that yes. uh, true? Yes, it's also true, as I say in the book, that birds of a feather flock together. Ah. I mean, <laughs> if you, for example, if you go into something like the mafia, right, where you have mm-hmm. a lot of people, right, you're going to find that most of those people are at or near the bottom of most of these scales. You're not going to find scholars. You're not going to find highly literate people. You're not going to find 
people who wish to transcend, you're not going to find people who have a high ability to permeate. Okay? So you, and conversely, there are certain groups of people, usually it's smaller groups, but where you find a lot of really high quality people. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I have a strict policy. I never tell any living person where he is on any scale. And I, even though I know, I will not say it because it doesn't help the person. What helps the person is to figure it out himself. That is how I succeeded as a human development engineer. I used Socratic dialogue, which means asking the right question, analyzing the person, knowing what is the right question to ask this person to bring him to an epiphany. Okay, That takes a lot of insight into people. So I got very good at analyzing people very quickly and very accurately from my job because I did thousands and thousands of hours of this with all Mm -hmm. kinds of people. So I got good at this. And that sort of led me inadvertently into this subject and into the book. It's pretty insightful what you've done, and I like how, it, like, like I mentioned before, it's it's pretty interconnected. You know, I was guilty when I was younger of trying to develop a lot of my personal skills and different things. You know, I heard about, you know, okay, well, you need to work on this and you know, this over here, and you just felt so scattered because you're just like, oh, okay, go to this one and go to this one in personal development. But I like how you put it into a hierarchy where it makes sense. Right, and I want to tell you something. I will bet my life, in fact, I will bet my son's life, that every scale in this book is correct. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, you may not like the words I used. You may not like the way I explicated it in the text. But I am telling you, these scales are correct. I spent 25 years verifying them and watching them work. They are correct. This is a natural function. In other words, this is natural law. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a little bit like, if you know chemistry, chemistry is, in a sense, based around the periodic table, which was invented by Mendeleev, a genius. Mm-hmm. Okay? And everybody who studies chemistry studies the periodic table. The periodic table is all of the elements that we know about on one piece of paper lined up in a, in a sort of a matrix, in the correct way that, that makes them, it gives you a coherent view of all the elements in the, in the universe. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, now, you have to look at the periodic table. Talking to somebody about it is, doesn't help. The genius of it is that he figured out how to put this onto a page, a single page. And if you go into any chemistry book or any chemistry classroom, this matrix will be present. Okay, mm-hmm. Each one of these scales is like that. You have to look at it. Each scale is expressed in a table, or you might say a spreadsheet, or you might want to use the word a matrix. Mm-hmm. It's expressed on a page, and you have to look at the whole thing. And all of the details of it are in that one page. So that is how I know these scales are correct, because coming from an engineering background, I have a very high threshold for knowledge. For example, if you ask me, do I know who's president of the United States? I would say no. I would say, I don't know that Biden is president. I understand he's president. 
But I don't know that. I do know that the Pythagorean theorem is correct. Meaning I know that in a right triangle, a squared plus b squared equals c squared. That was true before the solar system existed. And uh-huh. it will still be true after the solar system does not exist. Okay? You know, Biden is kind of old. He might have been there at the beginning of the solar system. I mean, I like Biden. I just, uh, sorry. I mean, I'm the comedian in the show, so I have to do the jokes. But I'm, so what I'm telling you is these scales are like that. They are natural law, just like Newton's three laws of motion. You know, for <coughs> those of us who are physics students, when we look at the three laws of motion, <coughs> to us, they almost seem like common sense. But he, Newton was a genius in conceiving them and writing them down and handing them down to us. And we have all benefited from this. That is what this book is like. These, the three laws of motion existed before Newton existed. And just like the Copernican theory, the Earth was revolving around the sun for billions of years before Copernicus was born. He just mm-hmm. took note of it. Interestingly, 300 BC, a Greek proposed the Copernican theory, but it was not accepted until 1800 years later, about the time of Columbus. So that's how long it took people to get hip to this. And mm. Copernicus, and famously Galileo, who spent and the last years of his life imprisoned because he propounded this theory, they saw what was happening, and they expressed it. Now, Copernicus, uh, within theory, is sometimes referred to as the Copernican theory, but it's really the heliocentric theory. What I'm saying is, it's true. It doesn't matter whether you know it or not. It's true. Mm-hmm. Just like two sides of an isosceles triangle are equal. If you don't know anything about geometry, if you've never heard of geometry, that is true whether you know it or not. Now, what I'm telling you is these scales are correct, and you are making a big mistake if you do not take advantage of these scales. I sacrificed a lot of my life to write this in a way that would work for people. Mm -hmm. It's not written in a way that only academics and professors are going to understand it. It was a lot of work to express it in a way that anybody who can read English reasonably well will get it. Mm-hmm. If, he, if he wants to improve himself, this book will help him. That's important. That's important. So any more tips or tricks you want to tease out on the book or uh, invite people to? Well, let me say this. Mm-hmm. The data in this book are vital for every human being and can help you achieve your goals faster and easier by explaining what might otherwise seem to be inexplicable or random. Mm -hmm. If someone were to invite you to a rendezvous, you would certainly expect them to tell you the exact location and perhaps also how to get there. Needless to say, it's very difficult to get somewhere if you don't know where you are, don't know where you're going, and don't know how to get to your destination. Now, this sounds idiotic, but most people do this regularly. Uh For example, when I started driving... Did you lose me again? No, I, I, I just interjected a joke there. I said, you just explained my whole okay. life. <laughs> okay, so I want to give my example. So mm-hmm. before, when I started driving long before GPS units, I was surprised to find how many people did not know geographically precisely where they were. 
My request for directions usually did, the response usually did more harm than good. They didn't know. Many of them didn't even know the address. So mm-hmm. I learned to get the address one way or another and look it up on a map. Mm-hmm. If this is true with physical reality, it's even more true with conceptual reality because it's abstract. Most people wander through life aimlessly. Mm-hmm. They don't know where they are, where they're going, where they've been, or how to get there. And this is true for any area of life. Romance, politics, finance, business, family, you name it. Most people are just sort of flailing around, making it up as they go, and mostly making a mess of things. Mm -hmm. This book remedies that. For example, there's a scale of sexuality. There are seven levels of sexuality. And you can determine what's going on in your romantic relationship by analyzing yourself and your spouse against that scale. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it shows there's an incompatibility there that cannot be fixed. Mm-hmm. Also, if you find yourself at a specific level, you have the opportunity to move yourself up one level. And that's true mm-hmm. for every scale. So this gives you 35 ways of improving. Now, the other thing I want to say is, you have to realize many of these scales can apply be applied broadly. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, there's a scale of management. It enables you to manage any endeavor of any size in any context there are seven levels of management and most of the businesses in the world fail you probably know that already because they don't know the scale this scale gives you seven aspects of business that must be present and it gives you the sequence in which they are Mm -hmm. and if you just use that scale to manage your hot dog stand or your um, uh, billion dollar corporation You'll get results. Definitely. I guarantee it. Results are always the things people are looking for. So it's been wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you for coming by and sharing all the data with us. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. And give us your plugs one more time so people can find you on the interwebs. Well, I would just go to my website, septemics.com, S-E-P-T-E-M-I-C. There's a massive amount of information there, what people have said about the book, what writers have wrote about the book. It's got reviews. It has my contact information. It even has sections of the book. So right. if you study the website, you will have a lot of information and know if this is for you or not. There you go. There you go. Well, thank you for sharing all that data with us. Thanks to my audience for tuning in. Be sure to go to uh, goodreads.com for just Chris Voss. See everything we're reading and reviewing over there, all the books there. And uh, also go to youtube.com for just Chris Voss. Hit the bell notification button. Go to all of our groups, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to LinkedIn and the LinkedIn newsletter. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Be safe, and we'll see you guys next time.